welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On this week's One Mic session, I want to talk a little bit about getting laid off from a job and some of the impact it can have on you, as well as some of the opportunity it can create, uh, depending on your mindset and, and how you approach it. And this all kind of sparked up in my head recently because I had Adam and Catherine Frazier on, um, episode 132. A really cool episode, if you get a chance to listen to it, where they now travel around the country in a sprinter van that they decked out. But that probably wouldn't have happened if Catherine did not get laid off from her job. So it got me thinking about uh, 2014, where I got laid off uh, from my job, my first job outside of the golf industry. Um, So let me share that first, and it might relate to a lot of people, especially, listen, I know 2020 has been a tough year for a lot of folks, Uh, still a tough year for a lot of people. There are some people that got laid off in, you know, March and April and May that still don't have a job um, here in the latter part of the year. And I know it's tough, and I know a lot of people are struggling out there, Uh, but maybe there's a silver lining, maybe there's an opportunity that comes from it, and you might not see that for several days, weeks, months. But when it does come, it might be the best thing that ever happened to you. And that's a perspective I want everyone to take uh, from this episode. But let me go back a little bit and and share some insight into getting laid off and and kind of some of the things that happened because of it. So for many people that have been listening to the podcast for a while, know that I used to be a PJ professional. I used to teach golf uh, for a living. Love to teach golf. Still love to coach now and then folks that uh, need some help with their game. But I got out of that uh, industry really full-time in 2012 and was fortunate that my brother and a good friend um, had a web development business based in the golf industry. So it was a good transition for me to get out of the green grass side of actually teaching and go there to do some account management and sales and help them grow that business. And I did that for about two years. But it was getting to the point where I wanted to do something else. I wanted to expand my skill set and kind of get outside of golf um, and try some other things. So an opportunity came up with a local company um, and the company was named Vocus. I don't mind saying it. Um, It was uh, around the software. They had a lot of PR software and, and some marketing software and those type of things. Anyways, I went and started working for them in the fall of 2013, and everything was going well. Um, It was my first full-time sales job uh, where I was strictly doing sales, and and again, outside of the golf industry. So it was definitely a new endeavor for me. And I did that for, basically, cut to the chase, I got laid off in, you know, basically July 1st of 2014. But how we got to that point was, it was probably March or late March of 2014, And the company got sold to a competitor. And we kind of knew the writing was on the wall. We were in an office down here in Raleigh, North Carolina, when the headquarters was up in Maryland. And we had heard some rumbles through the walls, if you will. And, you know, managers were starting to leave or get shifted. And people were starting to find jobs. And we kind of heard, like, hey, come the end of the quarter, which would be the end of June, um, they're going to close down the Raleigh office. So... Some people just, for lack of a better phrase, slacked off in my office. Like I, you know, noticed some people weren't coming to work. They were because we didn't have a manager. They were just like not showing up or whatever. And I was like, "Hey, listen, I have an opportunity to to sell this this software to people and and give them the opportunity to help them with their small business. 
Um, and in turn, I get compensated for that. So I'm going to wring the towel dry as much as possible. So I actually did pretty well, especially those last three months. Um, and the reason I'm telling you that story is, you know, partly there's a chip on my shoulder still probably where I looked at the last day and I knew it was going to be the last day. I had, I was going on vacation actually the first week of July I had already planned that for many months. So when I left, uh, basically June 30th, my last day, I knew that I probably was never coming back to that office. And I remember looking at the the sales board, basically the company-wide sales board, and I was number two in the company in sales through six months of the year. And it was a little chip on my shoulder because when we actually, they, they kind of called everyone in, everyone got laid off, got their severance packages, all that stuff. Um, they didn't ask me to stay. And that was, a, like I said, a little chip on their shoulder. Um, but it's one of those things where, hey, they had their reasons for not asking me to stay or even say, hey, Brian, we'd love to relocate to Maryland or anything like that, you know, be remote, etc. cetera. Um, I didn't get any of that. But again, that's a lesson. And, and I'll, I'll share that. I got a note here to share kind of in the end, you know, some of those things to consider um, as opportunities. So I get laid off and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Um, I kind of knew it was coming, but like I said, I was kind of full steam at this company and figured, all right, I'm going to get a little severance. I'm going to work my tail off and then I'm going to figure it out. I, I got this vacation already planned with my family. Let's go on the vacation. Let's use that as a kind of a detox and then let's get at it after that. And the reason I wanted to mention that is one, when you get laid off, I know it's, there's a lot of negativity that comes in your head. There's a lot of bad omens that come from it. And sometimes it is hard to step away and just say, I'm going to take a deep breath for a minute. But it's something that absolutely is beneficial to do. I know at least for me it was, so I can, I can speak from my personal experiences. I, had, I was fortunate that I had a vacation to help me kind of stay away. Um, and, and there's certainly some stress in the vacation of just thinking about it a little bit. But for the most part, I was able to step away and know that I was going to be okay. I had set up uh, a good network. I would, you know, I had known people in the area. It was going to be okay. So when I got uh, back from vacation, I started to figure out, all right, well, I got to, I got to reach out to some people. I got to put in some resumes out there. I got to get some feelers going. And I'd start throwing some stuff out there. You know, there was, there was some, but wasn't, you know, a lot of great stuff, but I had this one interview that got set up and this is where the story turns, where there's some, some cool opportunity, um, I had an interview set up, so I started to look through my LinkedIn network and say, all right, who's connected with some of these folks that I'm interviewing with at this company? And sure enough, there was a guy that I um, went to college with, and he was a few years older than me, and we had stayed in touch here and there, but I knew he was in the Raleigh area and was in sales and happened to work at this company. So I reached out to him through LinkedIn, and I just said, hey, JT, um, hey, I'm interviewing at this company. Um, looks like you were there. You know some folks. Any intel you can share, anything to help me with the interview process, etc. Um, didn't hear back from him, and it just he just didn't get the message. And this was I only gave him a, probably a day or so run, you know, run uh, runway, excuse me, uh, before the interview because uh, I just saw that he was on there. So I go to my interview. It was okay be, to be frank. I wasn't really too impressed um, with some of the stuff they were doing, and um, obviously they weren't impressed with me because. I know I, I never actually got an offer from them, but after that interview, a couple hours later, I get an, a, an email back on LinkedIn or a message back on LinkedIn from JT saying, Hey, I didn't know you were looking for a job. Call me 
Um, or can I call, I can't remember, you know, it's been six years now, call me or can I call you or whatever, give me your number, et cetera. Anyways, that's, that's semantics, but we talk. So I had the interview at that company that morning. Again, I thought it didn't go great. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to be looking for stuff. I had lunch with a friend and we talk on the phone and he's like, Hey, can you catch up for coffee uh, this afternoon? And I said, uh, sure, let's, let's do it. I have no, I have nothing on the schedule. Let's do it. So we catch up. And long story short, he shares with me, hey, I'm at this really small company. It's growing rapidly. It's it's a cool software. I'm about to put, I have two offers I'm going to make to sales folks. Um, but I'm going to hold off on making those if you want to interview. And I, I think you'd be awesome for this role. Now, just to give you some context, JT doesn't know my sales background. Now, he obviously can see on LinkedIn where I was at. Does not know my sales background. Knows I don't have a ton of experience in sales, but it was because the trust I had built up just knowing him in college and, and you know being through the golf management program and stuff like that, that really you know gave him the attention that, hey, Brian would come in here and I can trust that he can, he can do well and help our sales team. So I went in two days later, interviewed with the owners, with the CEO, and, and then got an offer. So four days later from getting, um, from having coffee with JT, I get an offer to uh, start at that company. And I was at that company for, uh, three, three years, uh, a little over three years, uh, which is pretty cool. And I, I tell that story because, you know, I'm smiling as I say that because JT has become such a better friend and a mentor, the owners of the company, um, uh, have become mentors for me and the connections that I've made through that process have been just unbelievable. Uh, and the growth that I had, especially in my sales career in, in, in other parts of my life as well. But I tell that story and I share that a little bit because we all have our own story. Folks that are listening to this that have been laid off. Um, we all have our own story. Some are better than others. Mine was probably not as bad as some because I had like a three-month runway. I kind of knew it was going to happen, um, unlike some people that just kind of you know got their pink slip uh, you know, a morning they walked into work when they thought they were going to be there. But it got me to thinking of a few different takeaways that I wanted you to have from this uh, episode. One is, um, if you're getting laid off, I'm sorry to say, and, and I look in the mirror on this as well, it probably wasn't meant to be. Uh, you know, your time was numbered as it was. So whether it was going to be that time or a month later or six months later, you're just a number to that company. Now, some folks can say, well, with COVID and whatever, a lot of these companies had a layoff. Yes, they probably did. But there's also other measures they could have taken, Potentially. Now, listen, some people just have to lay off. I get it. But mostly the writing was on the wall because if you're getting laid off, it's, well, maybe that division wasn't as strong or anything like that. So I think it's a good, um, it's something good to really consider is the position you're in is how valuable is that position? Could that get cut any time? Or are you so valuable to the organization that it would be really hard? You wouldn't be one of the first ones cut. Something to consider depending on the position or role you're in or experience you have. Uh, just going forward in the future. But I look at these as opportunities. I, I take a glass half full approach is if it wasn't meant to be, um, it wasn't meant to be, you know, so if I'm getting cut, whether the company got sold and we're downsizing, as I mentioned, I had a chip on my shoulder. If they weren't willing to ask me 
if I was the second leading sales rep in the company and weren't asking me to, hey, just work remote, we want you, or you obviously have some skills here selling this, if they didn't want me, then they don't want me. And sometimes that's hard to swallow, but that's just how it is. Um, so that's that's the first kind of takeaway is take an audit of the role that you're doing, You know, the organization maybe you're currently in or thinking of going in, how valuable is your role? And are you just going to be a number or are you going to be so valuable that they can't have you leave? They need to move you around somewhere or do something. Um, and part of this comes down to two is how are you continuing to grow your skill set? What are the things you're doing each and every day, both personally and professionally, to help grow, grow your skill set, not only in the area that you're in, but also learning other roles in the organization, getting to know other people in the organization? And that goes into my kind of point number two. You know, the the phrasing out there is kind of corny. I'm not a huge fan of, but this is is what it is. Uh, Your network is your net worth. Some people have heard that phrase. But I think it's there's there's a lot of truth to that. Because I look at my network, and and JT was one. There were other people I connected with at that time uh, that I was was confident I would get a a job uh, if I needed one. It happened to work out with JT. And I look at my network even going forward, all the different people I've connected with, met with, have worked with um, that, that have built that network. So making sure you're getting out there and, and not just connecting with people on LinkedIn, but actually connecting with them, sending them emails every once in a while, texting them every once in a while, even grabbing a coffee if you can. It could be a virtual coffee nowadays. But don't just be there when I need something. Be there for them at other times as well. Try to give them, you know, the comfort that, hey, I'm here if you need something. That's how you build a network. That's how you build a, a, a group of people that really care and that could help you in times because you know or they know that you're going to help them in bad times as well and you're going to be there for them. So I think it's so valuable to build your network, not just around the area or globally or whatever, but inside your organization that you're in today. Are you connecting with people across the line? Are you going to other departments? Are you learning about the different individuals that are in the organization? Get to know people. Let them know, you know, I'm here for you and let them know really who you are as a person. That's going to bold well, especially as they, you know, go on the chopping block um, sometimes. And unfortunately, that's how it goes with a lot of organizations. But who do you think they're going to potentially cut? The person that kind of knows everyone that's good to people, they know is going to bring their all, or the person that never talks to anyone and is kind of quiet and, and goes about their business, but they're just, they haven't brought much value to them. Pretty easy answer. And I hate to say that's how it is, but that's how it is. And then the third point I wanted to make to kind of wrap this up is positivity always wins. Listen, life is tough. We don't nearly have it as tough as people did 100,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or even 50 years ago. We don't. We can think we do, but we don't. We have a lot easier. Technology makes it easier on us. The opportunities out there for us are there um, if we just go out and, and kind of grab them. But I think you have to be positive. That mindset, and it gets thrown around a lot today. I know everyone kind of saturates like, oh, you got to have a good mindset, good mindset. But it's got to be positive. If you have negativity inside you, if everything's always, oh, I got laid off again, or you know, I got fired, or it's, you know, woe is me, right? One, that's going to bring you down mentally. 
but it's also going to make the people around you not want to help you as much. You know, be positive, set that example for people. And if you have that mindset that this is going to work out, opportunities are going to come to me, they generally do. Think about your life. Think about the times you've gone through adversity, but you've been positive about it and you've kind of worked through it. Things work out. It's just how life is. They work out. If you have the positive attitude, if you're negative, chances are it's going to be bad. You're going to have a poor outlook. So as an example, if you're a positive outlook and say, gosh, you know, I got laid off, but look, I have an interview set up. Well, I'm going to go in there as a positive mindset. Like This is going to be a great opportunity for me and that organization. It's going to be a mutual benefit. You go in there, you're smiling, you're optimistic, you're, you're asking good questions and you have good dialogue. But if you go in there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm another interview. They're probably not going to want me. Imagine how your attitude's going to be and how you're going to come off to those people. So the perspective you have on it, the positivity that you bring to each and every interaction, whether you get laid off or not, this could apply to other stuff in life, but talking about this episode of, of kind of getting laid off and getting back on your feet, I know it's challenging. It's hard to, it's easy for me to say, oh, well, Brian, you know, you can easily say, be positive, but it's true. I've been through it. And I've also been, I've also been uh, let go from a position as well. Not laid off, just like Brian, sorry, you know, not the right fit. So I've been there. But you got to be positive and know that you bring a lot of value to, your, to the world, to the organization maybe that you're going to go to. And you have to have that positivity in your mind every day. And when you do that, it's amazing what happens and how the tides turn in your favor. So those are some of the points I wanted to get across today. Um, I hope it helps maybe one person out there even that is going through getting laid off or has, you know, obviously has been laid off or maybe will get laid off in the, in the near future. Unfortunately, it happens or get fired or you know, insert whatever um, around that. But like I said, hopefully some of this stuff is valuable, at least to get you think a little bit different and to know that you're not alone out there. We all go through these things. But if you have that positive attitude, if you build a good network and you just realize that, hey, wasn't the right fit, let's move forward and find something better, you're going to be so much better off um, as you go down the road. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to talk to anyone and have a conversation. If anyone needs a talk, uh, go to my website, brianondraco.com. Shoot me a note there. We'll set up some time. Uh, connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, at brianondraco. Um, and as always, I'm on LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Brian Andreco. So hope you all enjoyed and got some value out of this. Um, hope to connect with you guys soon. Hope you have a great day, a phenomenal week. Enjoy the rest of your year. Take care. Mm-hmm.